Hello again, and welcome to the Wide World of Wargaming, Age of Sigmar podcast. Uh, as always, we are your hosts. This is going to be Alex, John, Garrett, and Jeremy. Uh, we are going to do another Zoom uh, call because it's uh, great to see each other's bright, shiny faces and uh, see who has and who has not kept their grooming up or who has not, you know, subjugated themselves to clippers or with their partner and shears or whatever. Uh, starting off as normal, uh, John, what's on your workbench for this week? Hey, Alex, how you doing? Jeremy, Garrett, good to see you guys. See to everybody's wonderful faces. You know, it's, it's almost like I, I'm going out on the town right now. This is as close as it gets nowadays. So oh, yeah. uh, I have had a, a wonderful, wonderful week of hobby. Uh, it took my first week of being in the house to kind of get all my G sitting around doing nothing out of my uh, system. And now into my second week, I've been in a bit of a uh, hobby frenzy. Uh, mm -hmm. I started my week off actually doing something a little fun. Uh, on Monday, uh, I received a copy of Saturnine, which is the new limited edition uh, Siege of Terra book. This was a mm. signed copy uh, from Dan Abbott. Nothing special. I just happened to get lucky and ordered it from the GW website. One of those things where I, I went to, I was not going to buy any of the limited editions, but I got to the website and it was there and available. And I'm like, well, it's there <laughs> and it's available. So I might as well buy it. So I bought it. So I did this unboxing uh, of this and you guys are going to laugh. So probably, I don't know, two or three years ago, I sent a friend request to Dan Abnett um, as I was doing all the, the GW folks and media kind of when they re-engaged with media a few years ago. And the day after I posted the YouTube video of the unboxing his book, Dan Abnett accepted my friend request. So, so now we're friends on Facebook, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So wow. I thought that was that was pretty funny. <laughs> so I was just like, did he? It's like, oh, I guess the guy did a review of my book. I I guess I'll accept this Ben request. It's been, <laughs> the fact that it's been sitting there for a long time, I thought was fun on its own. Uh, other than that, uh, I managed to paint uh, twenty intercessors here. I'm gonna for those of us watching in on YouTube, I've got my uh, desk cam going on, so I've painted up. 20 intercessors. I figured it would be very embarrassing to go through this quarantine time and not actually have painted an entire army that's been sitting around on my bench. Uh, I also painted these guys, got some base coating on them, and got some primer over on these guys. So uh, that's nine aggressors for you in audio land, and then some more characters for my collection there. And of course, that also means that I have the fine whiskey cam available here. So tonight we're going to have a little bit of the St. George's single malt whiskey. Let's see here. That <laughs> over the here, there. So, John, you Very actually nice. like measure your drinks. Like, you just pour yourself one shot. You don't just so, go for it. Yeah, no, I don't just go for it. It's all, it's all very carefully measured, you know. And then, so, what he's uh, saying is almost as if it's his career. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. What he's trying to say is that we need to up our our webcam games, and each of us now need to be able to switch from camera one to camera two and have our own little thing go on because clearly you, you know, don't have the whiskey cam what do you have going on so you know that's I about it for me. this is my camera this is my camera this is my whiskey well you know uh, excuse me alex now uh we all learned last week that your fancy guy who decanters all his alcohol into the fancy bottles so i don't have that going on yet but uh but maybe we'll add that i'll get some uh some crystal chantelade and we can kind of do everything like that uh, sorry that was not real french and only <laughs> 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 
can't get away with it with you here. <laughs> and the worst part is you have a French actor like blown up behind you, and you're like just disappointed now. <laughs> Did you see his face actually look down on me when I when I said that? He's like, what was that bullshit? That disappointment. That disappointment. Oh, uh, there's nothing more I can do beyond that. So uh, Garrett, my friend, sitting over there quietly in the corner with the puppy in the background. Save me. Save me from myself. What are you doing this week, my friend? Uh, well, it's early in the week. Uh, so I'm kind of taking things day by day at this point. A lot of work. Um, haven't really gotten much hobby in the last week or so. Um, still working on my city's army. I have been reading a lot, actually. I just decided to start over the uh, Wheel of Time series because of the Amazon show coming out. So this is the second one. Um, so I finished the first two, and I'm almost done with the third one. And that's all I own right now. So I have to wait. I just ordered the next three, and hopefully I won't finish those in a week. Um, so I've been doing a lot of reading, uh, hanging out with the wife. Uh, my wife's been sewing a lot, so helping her out with that. Uh, she's got her sewing table and sewing machine set up, which is actually my gaming tables that she just puts her sewing stuff on. Um, so Oh, I can relate to that. Yeah. It's, it's what happens when you create a surface. So uh, taking my dogs for walks, you know, training that little guy. I uh, got the little peanuts in the back where we're doing some, uh, you know, puppy uh, core, core training and exercises. But uh, yeah, that's just kind of chilling. Uh, downloaded a new game yesterday uh, that I've been waiting for forever. Um, so Mountain Blade Warband Bannerlord uh, is a fantastic game. Uh, look, looks fun. Yeah, I, I got motion sickness in the two minute <laughs> preview video that uh, Garrett sent me. I watched it and then had to go lay down for an hour. Wait, you got you got uh, motion sickness from Mount Blade? Me? Wait. Oh, yeah. You were watching yeah. the video. Oh, no, that's not. Wait, hold on. I'm kind of ignorant about this. This isn't a first person shooter. Uh, it's, is, a third, right? it's a third person. Um, I mean, you could play in the first. You could play in the first person. It's a like an adventure hack and slash, but then there's also a campaign map where you travel from battle to battle. But the battles themselves oh. are actual third person. Order your troops around from the ground level and do things as a third person hack and slash. Well, I know yeah. that, but I, I was under the assumption that our good friend John here only got the motion sickness from FPS. FPS and Ferris. I mean, any, anything no, that uh, in, in this case. Missing. Yeah, it was the video. It was the actual video itself. I, I could pro like if I played that game, I would be able to stabilize my camera and do a lot of panning rather mm -hmm. than spinning. But the person who was like playing that game was like head on a swivel, beep, 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 like that, and two minutes of that, and I was like, ah, why did I even watch this? <laughs> it, it, it is a first. It's it is an FPS. It's just it's just a first person stabber. Yeah, like you stab people, <laughs> first person. So. It's very good. It's it's a very it's it's a really cool design. It's like playing Total War, except you're like playing the general yeah. of the army. Yeah, it's, it's oh yeah, that that was what I observed about yeah. it too. It looked fun, man. It looks like the kind of game I would love in another life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I it's like Mountain Blade Warband is uh, the game I have the most hours on in Steam, and so I've been really looking forward to this game for a long time. Um, so really glad to wait the it. most hours yeah more than Civ. more than Civ. I have almost 300 hours on it so 300 yeah I mean one of my friends has 12 uh, 2600 hours on Dota 2 so I'm like I'm not a 
crazy video gamer, but I have about I've just for, for for people who don't, I love that your standard is that people yeah. who <laughs> hours and stuff. There are two thousand and eighty working hours in a year. Yeah, so that's if you work eight hours a day, five days a week, that's two thousand and eighty hours. Yeah, I think a buddy of mine. Your buddy has twenty six hundred hours in Dota. Yeah. I mean, I love me some Dota. I've got a couple hundred hours of Dota, but not not no thousands. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> Maybe it might not be twenty six hundred, but it's over two thousand. I know that. So Man. amazing. So yeah, that's uh that that's kind of what I've been doing. Um yeah, not not trying to get the uh energy to paint, but I just got a lot of tasks around the house, cooking and stuff like that. And yeah. You know, Garrett, you got to do what I did. I first, I actually just set all my paint stuff out here on the desk and it was now in my way. And I just have now found like, as I, I leave it out, I walk up and I paint like one miniature and then I, it's like tedious and I walk away and do something. And I keep coming back and throughout the day, I managed to get a lot done just by every time I kind of have a minute go five, 10, 20 minutes well, here or there so throughout the day. My wife has just banished me to the basement. So this is actually my work desk. And so I have to- work No, 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 I got you. You've been sent to the basement. <laughs> is this because you've stopped bathing during the quarantine? And she's just like, no, you are a foul man. We're just gonna put you down in the basement. You're, You're not shading. You're not changing your clothes. We're gonna lock you down there. No. Um, or, I, or is there something else going on? Well, I work from home normally. And so uh, when she had to come work from home, I was like, there's no way I'm working in the same room as you because she come home from work before I'm done working and she bothered the shit out of me. And it'd be annoying as hell. So I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is being recorded. Yeah, I know. You know, you know oh, that, she, right? she's very aware. <laughs> she's very aware of my position on this. That it's like, she like, if I'm trying to do work, she, she, I can't have her in the same room as me. You sleep in the bed you make. That's all I'm saying. Um, and so she decided to work. She she originally worked down here because her her computer was right there. Um, and then she decided that the basement was too uh, dark and depressing. And so she took over a guest room. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll work in the basement. This will be my land. So I can't just I, yeah. So I actually have to have like my laptop be able to be on my desk. So I can't just have. I used to have models here. I did that thing, John, where you just have models in the way. But you know, I got to work eight-ish hours a day and the models got in the way by the remover. I mean, I, I hear you, Garrett, but you know, I, I'm looking, there's some laptop, <laughs> there's my desktop, there's some Legos. I mean, you know, it's where there's a will, there's a way, my friend. Yeah, you, you try affecting, <laughs> I could not imagine you working on that laptop like for eight hours in that position and sitting though. <laughs> oh, well, okay. That's true. So, anyways, <laughs> enough about my uh, wonderful work schedule. Jeremy, how are you? Uh, how are you doing? You seem uh, cr crunched over that laptop right there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm handling it. Um, it's not the. It's not the greatest time, uh, you know, for Warhammer. Uh, and much like you, I have no motivations to paint because I have no pending events. No. No, you know no real like i guess incentives other than you know i guess like the fact that i have time on my hand to paint in a sense um no i was just uh, uh i've uh, i've been you know much like you have been playing a lot of video games outside of work uh and mostly right now i'm playing path of exile because it's like it's a nice good like break in once in a while we, me and my brother play that uh, it's kind of our way to like uh connect uh, over like since he lives in denver and i i uh I live in Portland, um, but other than that, uh, I wanted to uh, 
you know, for in a show's appreciation to John, I, I did prepare some uh, this uh, today for the show, which is a uh, St. John's gin, uh, St. George's gin, terroir gin to be technically, and uh, it's uh, my favorite gin uh, I think I've ever had, and I'm not a big gin fan, and so it's it's saying a lot to send the amount of alcohol I drink that I would drink this over whiskey is the conclusion <laughs> from that that's that's amazing I, I i randomly chose the saint george's today myself so that's most excellent and you know i remember that gin that is the gin that they actually describe as a hike up mount tamalpais yeah, <laughs> yeah. it has it has a very earthy piney like flavor profile like it when i when i drink this gin i it reminds me of the west coast basically like that's really what it does so i i, I personally love this gin uh you know not because it has a french word in it uh, but because <laughs> it tastes very good and it reminds me of the west coast so that's my workbench is filled with gaming and drinking and eating and if I, at the end of this damn thing i'm not 30 pounds more than i started i will pat myself on the back uh, <laughs> yeah, that's been a lot of effort. We've uh, we've been making a real effort to go out for walks and exercises and and even just doing laps around the living room because uh, I'm real afraid of um, I mean, I'm a fat ass to begin with. <laughs> so so there's only <laughs> there's only one bad direction to go. <laughs> there's an easy direction and a hard direction. And I've been working very hard at the hard direction for a long time. So uh, I feel you, Jeremy. But you're looking, a, you're looking sexy and svelte, my friend. I, I oh, see you there. You. I see you there. <laughs> I definitely, like, it was the worst part of the series, like, right before this happened, I just started, like, running again and got in a good discipline about doing it. Uh, I was, like, running almost every day and for three weeks before this. And then and now I'm, like, don't have a treadmill in the house, can't go to the gym. I guess I could run outside. But to be honest, I think it's disrespectful to do you uh, know offense to anybody but i think like if you have a shelter and order place you should not be even running outside should not be going outside as much as possible right yeah it's funny we we've actually found um because we between where i live in morgan hill and san jose there's about 10 miles of open farm country coyote yeah. valley and we've actually been going on to uh sort of uh, deserted back farm roads and just parking randomly and walking uh, a mile up the road and a mile back. And that's our, our daily walk each day is just finding these deserted farm roads where there's nobody, no, literally nobody around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's taking a gamble. And I know it sounds like overly like cautious, but it's, you know, it's, it's just, I, I have a, I have family that, uh, and uh, I also, you know, don't want to get my wife sick and preferable. So don't want to do that. And then, uh, well, yeah, it's funny. We're finding too. We come back, you know, so we're out and about, but we're we're literally like encountering no humans. Like, so it's just my it's wife hurting. and I are walking our back, but we're coming back and we're like, oh, should we do a drive through or? A, and it's, every time it's like, uh, no, yeah. let, we, let's just go home. Let's let's just go home. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. The uh, I, I did want to say uh, uh, <laughs> one of the downside of like this entire like. Uh, event is uh, I've been spending a lot of time, you know, if I'm not hobbying, I've been designing and coming up with like different army projects I would like to consider, like mm -hmm. kind of think outside of the box here for things. And then like, you know, as I, the problem is I keep doing this to myself. I get excited about like the prospect of something and I'm like, I can't order any of this <laughs> for months. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like, so yeah, I, I, yeah, Alex, like, you know, what's on your work? <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, eBay much. sellers are still selling. <laughs> eBay sellers are still selling. I'll tell you right now, I completely I, understand that because I got frustrated. I've been trying to make sure that my Chaos Knights are ready to get all worked up. And then I realized that I wasn't happy with the armor carapace of one of my Questorus Knights. So I was like, oh, I'll just buy the Forge World armor kit. No big deal. And then I saw on like everywhere I would normally get it and Forge World itself, they're all like, <laughs> all out. Or they're all like, no, we're not, we're not doing it. Yeah, and so um, right now I, I've been looking at like STL files and like 3D print files that maybe our, our good friend Kyle might be able to oblige and uh, help a brother out um, because I'm looking at like files for shoulder and armor blades or, or armor, you know, just overall. And then I actually found a kit, a 3D file for something that looks very close to the Majera armor, which is like the Forge World Mechanicum armor. And I was only further excited when I realized that um, even with everything that's been going on, Engine War is still coming out soon, um, which is, you know, the 40K AdMech book. Um, you know, I was expecting the Adepticon preview, which we're going to talk about later, um, to talk a little bit about Chronicrons, but that's not the case. Turns out there's going to be a Psychic Awakening book that's going to be even more heavily implied Necrons later on from what we've seen and we'll talk about later too. But um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, exp I'm, I'm exploring the idea of maybe getting a 3D print for armor plates because there's just not going to be anyone who's going to be able to readily sell them unless it's eBay or something. Um, my workbench is really, yeah, just that. I'm waiting for my Legio models um, order to arrive for two armagers, uh, two Mechanicum, Dark Mechanicum armager builds um, for, again, 40K. Uh, don't have a lot of uh, AOS on my workbench. I technically, I'm about 90% done with my Bone Reaper army, which I can just do a few highlights and like fully black rim everything and maybe do one more dry brush and work one model and then I'm fully done and ready to be sealed. Um, and I guess I'm just kind of holding off because of the same thing. Like there's not a lot of wind in my sails. Um, well, Alex, I, I saw you talking about uh, ideas for your display board, which is your next step. For your uh, yeah, it boils it boils down to that. It boils down to attempting to make a computer or build a computer and, and search and, and research the parts, and then um, which Jeremy's given me a lot of information about, and then also display board. That's really what it's boiled down to. A um, lot of research that I put on Twitter about display boards, and still trying to figure out how to fully make it work. But we are gonna get there. We're gonna we're gonna figure that one out. Uh, yeah. Um, well, the big question was whether or not I do one that fits, make a display board that fits specifically into the FLG board or not. Um, and no matter what, it's not something you would fly with. It was something you would just, you know, travel in our very normally vibrant scene with. But um, unless unless, uh, unless you're Ricky and you decided to travel with uh, basically a, a display board that's the size of like three small children put together. <laughs> Yes, yes, and fully put it in a box that is ready to go with little Yeah, a custom box <laughs> for it. He is heavily committed, but he's also a fantastic artist. So, like, yeah. you would have to just only describe his stuff as art. Um, yeah, that's, and, and again, same situation. Like, I could easily begin working on a display board, but there's nowhere I'm going to display it. Unless yeah. it's at home and I just yeah. post stuff online. Yeah. Which is fine and dandy, but yes, yet there is there's not much to display. Um, 
yeah, besides that, uh, similar situation, kind of crazy to stay sane. I finally this weekend was like, oh, wait, I- I'm a health coach. Why don't I just become my own coach? Because if not, I'm, I'm gonna go- <laughs> if not, I'm going to gain, I'm going to gain the COVID-19. What, what, what's that? Uh- uh- <laughs> is that, is that what they call it? You either catch well, it or you yeah, gain it. <laughs> well, the, fre- the freshman 15, right? Yeah. What, what, we'll call it the what was that? Was that a phrase? Uh, cobbler's children's go without shoes or whatever. I have. You've never no heard it. It's it's like basically. A That's an interesting idiom. Yeah, have you not heard that one before? No. Yeah, it's talking about mechanics always having broken down cars. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Being married to a massage therapist and never getting a massage. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's very. Those, those who teach don't do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do as I say. Do as I say. Not as I do. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I um, I've I've been trying to get my shit together. Um, we we have a login. I think from my fiance, uh, from my future sister-in-law for uh, Leah Mills workouts that I've been looking at. But I have some weights at home, and I've been doing a lot of like derby workouts, which is like an infographic style, like one-off work workshop uh, or one-off workout like website. Been doing a, several of those programs, but these truly are like very simple workouts, which means that like they're pretty easy. So I just make add it. I like I add things to them and make them more complex. But um, it is a struggle. Like it is, it is tough trying to avoid that stuff because we're also like eating out a little bit more specifically to um, to like help to help reinforce local businesses. Like normally, we'll only go out once a week, uh, barring like a tournament. And now we're like we have a rule of like three days a week, specifically because we want to help these like businesses out. Um, are, are you doing like pickup or delivery or? Some places are automatic delivery only, but we've been doing pickup when we can. Um, we've actually been considering, uh, I'm not a big cardio guy. I'm a big weights guy. So I've already got on my Amazon um, shopping cart, like several different weight benches and weights that I'm going to buy just oh, to have like cool. a, a workout uh, to, to be able to actually do the, the amount of resistance training that I want to do, but from home, despite the challenges that we're I'm not just able to go to the gym. And quite frankly, once the gym opens up, which it will in like two weeks, I got the email yesterday. I will not go for a while. So it's one of those things where it's like, uh, no matter what, I I have time to kill. So I might as well do it. Um, And then you got to do something. It's like we have a, one of the Nordic track ellipticals and um, you know, we just use it for occasional workout, but since we've been stuck at home, it's become our, our everyday. And so I went ahead and refired up our uh, iFit subscription which gives us these like daily workout, uh, like, oh, very cool. like, yeah, like I did this one the other day where it was a, uh, cause you have a video screen. So you're following this coach, but he was doing a, a hike through, um, uh, was it, uh, one of the cities in Bosnia. So it was kind of interesting. So he was like going through and, and talking about the, uh, Bosnia and Croatian war and visited, like some historical sites, but at the same time you're getting your exercise on. So it's like, you know, some history and exercise at the same time with the fresh visuals. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was quite enjoyable. And then when you got cool. that kind of stimulus, like you don't even think about the workout, like, like that's who I am. It's like, I'm not super not into working out, but I, yeah, I love history. So I kind yeah. of even notice it, you know, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's actually something that's, I think that that's helpful. Um, so thankfully too, you know, my fiance and I, we've been trying to actually expand on cardio. So we've been doing like hikes, on like less like we were going to go to a popular hill nearby in Mount Tabor and like we just drove we didn't even park so there's so many people there and we were like that is irresponsible 
So we just drove away and we found um, one of my favorite parks in the area is near a uh, uh, law school, Reed College. There's a rhododendron garden, which also is busy, but there are walking paths and like waterfront trails that like no one's at. So we did a random hike at like a wildlife preserve nearby and we realized no one was there. So we just said like, well, hey, why don't we just get our running shoes and we, maybe we start jogging over there because it's like flat and it's paved and no one's there and it's cardio. So we might as well expand on our cardio because I'll tell you right now, when the gym's open, I don't do any cardio. <laughs> so uh, it's probably something that I should be doing. So uh, yeah, that's, that's basically what we have in mind. But in terms of workbench, it's literally just getting my nights prepared for extra armor that uh, is going to come in the mail and nothing with AOS right now, unless I do the display board, which I'll need motivation with. Um, what else is on my workbench? So I actually have a triad of stuff. I have a holy trinity of uh, dirty iced chai, so coffee and chai that I uh, keep to stay awake. Um, the Bud Light seltzer, because yeah, where's your white claw? Instead. Where's the claw, man? Bud Light seltzer, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what is that? Why don't, isn't it just not called the Budweiser seltzer? Why is it going to be Bud Light? Don't, don't you kink shame me, everyone. No, no, it's okay, Alex. You, know, you got me to try one of those White Claws uh, last year at Nova, and it was good. Yeah, yeah. So, I and, just, and, I, and I also got my Pendleton Midnight just to have that. So I got my holy trinity of uh, stimulant and... and, and downers, and, uppers, and uppers. Yeah, yeah, mixing uppers and downers. <laughs> very health coach-like. Uh, <laughs> But you got an energy drink off to the side there too? Absolutely not. We'll not. No, we'll not. not just, stop. He's just got grounded up uh, elephant tusks. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Good, good. Yeah, dragon bone. Makes yeah, that's right. That's right. Makes, makes you potent. Uh, <laughs> anyways, you know, we we do want to talk about uh, you know the things that happened this weekend. Whether it's the uh, Adepticon preview, of course, and some other kind of rumor mills that have come about today. But uh, we want to start off with that FAQ. You know, I know that, Jeremy, your favorite army in the world, Seraphon, they just got their FAQ. And it didn't, and it didn't last a month. They, they got theirs their normal two yeah, weeks after job. release. So first yeah. and foremost, I want, to, I want to congratulate Games Workshop for being timely on the FAQ release uh, because that was, that's helpful. But I guess they got a lot, that actually, got a lot of time on that. That brings up a good point. I'm wondering, uh, I mean, this is just me spitballing, the fact that, so obviously there wasn't much like outside of like post-release playtesting of this book. This book came out and then no events, like all the events shut down at that point. I'm wondering if these FAQs are lined up before the book even comes out. Like if a lot of the playtesting no. from the book no. misses the deadline of the book and they actually release, they have these play, these FAQs lined up ahead no. of them. Like these are playtester fact items is yeah. what you're, you're going for there? You're, 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 I think you're giving them far too much credit. <laughs> I was I was literally getting pinged by one of the playtesters who got an early copy of the fact asking like if there should be anything added to it. And I was like, <laughs> can you tell me what's in it? And he's like, no, then I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, so no, I, 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 you know. So what you're really saying is this is some dude uh, at his desk who's trolling the internet, hitting some forums, hitting some Facebook, uh, maybe maybe following the Twitter feeds. And uh, coming up with a fantasy fact. Yeah. yeah, something like that. It's like, it's like a like draft that. for like ruling changing. <laughs> Is it one of those scenarios where it's just like a monkey behind the keyboard and if you get enough monkeys, 
they'll they'll write a yeah. correct FAQ. <laughs> the technical term is a mechanical Turk. Yeah, <laughs> <we're> looking for. <laughs> Got it. Uh, also known as Amazon services. Right. Uh, <laughs> Don't let James find that one out. No, but yeah, mechanical Turk's actually pretty legit. But you know. Yeah, it's it's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, but it's a real yeah, right. thing. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. So I mean, Jeremy, I I kind of glanced through this FAQ. The errata, like, do you see anything in the errata that's significant and worth, uh, like, well, anything that's like? Let's just appreciate. Let's appreciate the. I think the errata has the one with the the, the Fangs of Sotek one, the Fangs of Sotek compatibility, where they're basically. Uh, Double down on telling people, no, it's only chameleon skinks and skink units we can use because <laughs> it was already in the book. But it was like it didn't they didn't bold the word skink, and um, but then they said uh, skink units, pangosocentric skink units, not bolded. Uh, follow using you know these war scrolls only skinks and chameleon skinks can use this command ability, and then the fact bolded the skink word before and just basically said no, no guys, like really like. Not everything with the skin keyword can use the just these two words. So they, I don't know. They why. have this. Uh, a unit cannot benefit from this command ability once per phase. Was that in the book as well, or was that added in the errata? No, I think I believe it was in the book originally. Okay, because I noticed that gets added a lot in erratas where they just they keep forgetting to add that freaking phrase that they need to add every fucking time. Yeah. And yeah. So, well, I noticed that they uh, they also made it clear about the endless spells because we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. I know that was a uh, that was real concern. That's in the designer commentary. Though. Well, oh, is it? Well, and the FAQ does address one thing because um, with Bone Reaper's well, soulbound endless spells, those are always at the start of the uh, before any other endless spells are moved. So they kind of ask. They, they say, "What happens if you play a Bone Reaper guy and he's got a soulbound spell?" Do, does your bound spell go second or what happens? And it says that you actually have to roll off then. Yeah. Um, yeah that, which I would assume that, that, that's, exactly. all, that's all in the designer commentary. So I don't think there's anything. No, big that's in the FAQ. The, the errata or the designer's commentary? That's in the, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> so just, just a clarification, um, there is yeah. no such thing called an FAQ. These are all the FAQs and then they break them up into erratas and designer yeah. commentaries, which the designer yeah. commentaries are the question and answers. And the errata is the changes to text. <laughs> just, just you're, it. you're really fun at parties. It is. Yeah. <laughs> dig it deeper in my skull. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, so the the only major errata change was this one. I don't I don't think we should talk about yeah. the other one. I can't think of another reason. Oh, so I think we should. Today, we should talk about those because obviously these two have opinions about it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 continue though. Continue, continue. You got more stuff. Parting shot. I'm glad parting shot from Fangs is so tight. So tech got addressed. Um, yeah, did you yeah, see yeah. that there is also they had to change the the damage table for oh, yeah. the Stegadon to yeah. to make sense as well? Oh really? What was that? What was wrong with it? Was, it, was, it, was, it was overlapping, similar to Catacros. Um, oh okay. I, I think these guys. It's just more oh. proof that they need to slow down on these books and get more editing also, done. Also, the Ripperdactyl Chief, you can't use this commandability more than once on a yes. unit, which was great because otherwise. You I mean, can go a little nutty. Uh, it, his command ability just gives you plus one to hit on the beaks. So, and, and they're already hitting on threes. I, so I guess like it was like only if you're fighting like minus to hit modifiers. I guess. Oh yeah, you should get offset minus to hit modifiers. Yeah. So it was like 
Eh, like it's okay. It's like that's not really that important. Um, I guess um, specifying the mount on this, uh, if this like yeah, yes. so that one's interesting. Yeah, the so riders are the mount. Did I did I read that correctly? Is that how they're saying it? Is that the guys on top no. are treated as the mount? It's, if yeah. you have a stegodon, if you put a skink chief on it, the stegodon becomes the mount. So there's I, no. I don't think that's what it says. If this model includes it's, it's, a skink chief, the stegodon becomes this model's mount. Yeah. That's exactly okay. what it says. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. But I, I, I like, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I, I, this goes into, because before they started doing this explicitly stating the mount thing, everyone just assumed what were mounts were. Like, I like I mean, uh, Mog Crusher back in the day, everyone knew the Mog Crusher was the mount, or the uh, Frosthorn was the mount, uh, Stonehorn. But, like, it was there was no explicit stating. And so now they're actually explicitly stating these are the mount attacks. These are what the mount yeah. is, and it's really nice well, that they're doing that. It's because command traits and relics don't apply to mounts. But back in the day, we all just agreed what the mount was, and it was never a problem. Yeah, yeah so, so I, I, I did read that correctly. Yeah, so it says right here, uh, the crew, this model has a skink crew that attacks with meteoric javelins. For the rules purposes, the crew are treated in the same manner as a mount. Yes, Yeah. that's correct. And they're saying that so they, they're saying that uh, the skink chief. If you add a skink chief to the uh, stegodon, the stegodon also becomes a mount. They just don't want you to take like uh, plus one to hit relic or something and applies it to all their attacks. Yeah, and only oh, okay. applies it to the attacks of the skink, skink chief. Uh, yeah, skink chief. Oh yeah. Well, actually, I think we're talking about two different war scrolls that have similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's there's the. So I'm talking the about the engine of the gods. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's the same uh, errata. Same, thing basically yeah they just they 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 just forgot to mention the mount traits or the mount what is the mount versus not the not the mount basically um but the designer commentaries where like the biggest changes happen um including the change to celestial uh, celestial summoning basically uh where there was a not i wouldn't say confusion but there was an open um they, they wrote the rule kind of open-ended uh, so people could assume that you could trade uh, any number of casts you had on a salon or oracle unit for uh, summoning points. So like how it used uh, to be, basically. Like how it used to be, uh, and then uh, but Games Workshop was like I remember there was a warm community article where they said like you only get to do this once, mm -hmm. and then they basically the fact the designer commentary says yes you can only do this once per salon or oracle. Oh yeah, because the uh, way that so it was worded. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So the way that, yeah. So the way that it was worded was like um, they can get rid of a cast to do this, but I yeah. don't think they explicitly stated can this be done once per hero. Yeah, that's right. So people were like thinking about taking like you know six long lists with like thirty you know six d three plus or sorry seven d three like summoning points and like summoning a dread sword you know, on turn one like uh, no like no. That that's that's not a thing. Oh, uh, we can't have our six long list to summon two Dressorians a turn. Well, one every turn, so it'd be well, six. One every turn. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the so they they changed that, and then uh, uh, what else did they they changed? So what, so for what's me, it's about the armor save thing that's in there. Yes, there you go. Oh, so that, you I was reading that. that, and it it something about it. I don't know. Um, it it, it seems like. I don't. I don't get it. Why is it? Why does it ignore rent? I mean, right? It's something about that. Like, let me read the rule to you first off. Okay, so I'm looking at this thing, and no, I'm serious, man. I'm looking at this thing, right? 
And uh, where is it? Okay. How does the Ren characteristic of attacks interact with the Bastilladon while it has a one plus save characteristic? And for people who don't know, uh, at the top profile, a Bastilladon has a one plus save for the first, I think, two wounds that it takes. And it says, an unmodified save roll of a one always fails. So that's a blanket statement from the game, from the rule book. When a save is modified by the rend characteristic of an attack, it can never be modified less than one. When a model has a save characteristic of one plus, modified save rolls of one are successfully saved. This means that while the Bastilladon has a save characteristic of one plus, only unmodified save rolls of one will inflict damage regardless of the rend characteristic of the weapon used for the attack. And what, Jeremy, did I chase him away? Yeah. Did he give up? <laughs> what happened there? I was flipped away from the screen to read the rule. I come back to get some clarification from Jeremy, and he's gone. He's he's so traumatized by this crazy rule that he had to run away from the screen. I, well, I he knew was, that. He was what, looking at his whiskey glass. He was hearing you talk, and then he was looking at the errata, and he looks at the errata, and then he hears you, and he looks at the errata, and he looks at your screen again, and he goes, we're going to need a bigger boat. I was getting some therapy from my puppy that's sitting next to me. Oh, there you go. Um, so um, fair, fair. I, I guess, so first things I'm going to say is the last sentence of that FAQ is the most important if you just want a too long didn't read. Person with a one plus save, they have an unrendable two up save. That, that's, that is what it ultimately means. So, so when I have my two plus save character and I put him in cover, I get to ignore red no, no matter that, that, what. That's, that, not, that's what this is saying. That's not Across how that works. So, I got some scaven stuff that I, I've already got some ideas of how I can use so this, this one plus save. The, 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 the particular thing is that his save characteristic, his unmodified save characteristic is a one plus. So without any modifiers on it, he has a one plus save. So what that means is that when you roll a die, if the result is a one or better, you succeed. But unmodified ones always fail. So that's why you will always fail on a one. If you if the die roll comes up and it's a one, like ignoring all modifiers, just like whatever it is, you roll it. If that's a one, you fail. So how they the the issue with this wording, which is why they worded it, this is why it got ruled this way, is they say modifiers can never so uh, modifiers to a roll can never bring the roll lower than a one. So if you rolled a one or you rolled a three for example, and you got minus four to that roll, that would be a negative one, but that can't be lower than a one, so it becomes a one. Oh, it can't be a zero either. It was just lower than a one, so if you got minus three to the roll, so if you roll a die and you apply minus three to that roll, it becomes a zero, which then becomes a one. So the, the key difference here is that the difference between a modified roll and a unmodified roll. So only unmodified rolls of one fit modified rolls one can succeed. And since this has a one plus save, it says I pass all checks on a one or better. Oh, so I see, it, right. And that's that's because we're rolling, we're modifying the dice when we roll. We're not actually modifying the save. Exactly. We're not changing uh, a one plus save to a two plus save when we apply rend. Yeah. We're modifying the roll that we made for the side save by minus one. So this actually brought up an interesting thing I thought about. I have to go look at saves again. I think that makes sense. But in general, unmodified sixes succeed for like attacks and stuff. Oh, is that true in AOS or is that in the old edition? I believe it's true. There used still. to be a rule of six. Is it still there? 
Let's go through the rabbit hole. Yeah, all right. Like, like <laughs> I remember that in two point, they brought that back into two point for attack, at least attacking and wounding. Unmodified sixes always succeed. You can't make somebody miss. Unmodified sixes always succeed. So if, if that's a blanket rule for all attack, for all rolling, does that mean unmodified sixes to save always succeed no matter the modifier? So if you have a six, if you have a five plus save, and they get oh, red three. A six always succeeds now. Well, technically, if you had no save, you still get to roll the dice, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, no, no see, <laughs> see, Jeremy, you still have a five plus save. Even though they have Ren 3, you don't have no save. You have a five plus save. And then they're flying a minus three to that roll. No, I got, I got you. I'm just saying, like, if I, if I had a seven plus save. Dash. Or, no, there's seven plus. Not only do they have dash anymore. I think they just downgraded them to make them seven plus. Now. Yeah, I think All I think there's a dash. flat. If you do they, oh, they actually say seven plus because that's yeah. what a dash was. I think a, I think a dash they actually explicitly state is now a seven plus. Um, Which is weird because then the argument is you can never roll a modified seven, uh, uh, unmodified seven. Yeah. But you couldn't roll a modified six. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd have to. Look. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure the uh, unmodified sixes is only for attacking and wound rolls. I bet that's true. But like, yeah. if this, if the, if you're so, saying that unmodified ones always fail for rolls and unmodified sixes always pass, now, I do have my seven sided dice that we could. <laughs> <laughs> um, Garrett, let's uh, let's let's break it down for the audience. Yeah. All right, I roll one, and the Ren characteristic of the weapon is one. Do I pass the save? Are you do you have a you rolled a one? The die roll showed up a one. So no, let me correct that. I rolled a two and I have negative one. Does do I, do I pass the same? Yes. Okay, I rolled a two and the negative the rent is negative two. Do I pass the same? Yes. My the roll is a two and the rent is negative three. Do I pass the same? Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, as I said, that last <laughs> sentence of the FAQ is the too long didn't read. If you have a one plus save, you have an unrendable two up save. Like that. That's the too long didn't read. Like there you go. I get it. Now, to be clear, the Bastilodon is uniquely the only model, the only unit in the entire game that has a one-plus save on the war scroll. There might be one obscure order unit, I'm, I, wouldn't, I would imagine. But, I think that's, no, I think that's the only one in the game yeah. right now. Uh, but yes, like, so getting a... If, so that I think the big difference is, is that people have to understand is that when you modify your save, you have to look to say, does it modify your save characteristic or does it modify your save rolls? Like, for example, uh, Bronzed Flesh from Corn. They say, add one to the save rolls of that unit, which means when you roll the die, you uh, add one to whatever the die facing is. So, for example, you roll a three, add one to it, it that die facing now should be a four. And so then yep. you check that against your save characteristic. So, uh, Skull Crushers have a three plus save which means they pass on when the modified value of the die facing is a three or better. So if uh, I roll a die and I have plus one to that, if I rolled a three, I add plus one to that becomes a four. And then you have rend two goes down to a two. The die roll is now a two. I have a three plus save. I fail. That's how the math actually works on save rolls. It's not rend and modifiers to saves. Don't modify your save characteristics. So giving plus one save to my skull crushers, doesn't give them a two plus save, it gives them an effective two plus save. And that's so, the big uh, difference here. This is where I come in and say how badly designed this rule was. Yeah. Uh, because of uh, 
the interactions with spells that modify saves mm -hmm. and modify save, save rolls. Yeah. So yeah, as I say, because there's some there's some spells that actually change your armor save. Mm -hmm. There is no spell that changes your armor save. Uh, there's only spells that modify your save, and some spells modify your save roll. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> so, excuse me. Yeah, so, like, for example, Rust Fang. Rust Fang is a relic. You give somebody minus one save. This is where it's really frustrating where they are being very vague at times. I wish they would be explicit. Is this the characteristic or the role? What do you mean? Um, there's a lot of things that say add plus three to your move. Is that your move role? Is that your move characteristic? Is that the distance you move? Because I'm noticing there's a lot of things like that. Like, for example, uh, Skeletal Horns. They say if your move roll was less than six, your move distance is six, which is why when you have cogs up, you don't get an auto-aided charge with them because cogs add plus two to your charge rolls. And so if you roll two dice and you got like a three on two dice, you add two to that, it's a five. Five is less than six, you move six. But if you rolled two dice, got a uh, five, add two to that, becomes seven. Seven is greater than six. You still only move, you still go seven. You don't go eight. So yeah, it's it's not to be nitpicky. It's just that that fact ruling is absolutely hot garbage. Yeah, in my opinion, in terms of like yes, they're sticking to the rule book, but I I, I don't think they're sticking to their intent, mm -hmm. like or the spirit of the rule in the in any shape or form. I, they're just saying. I feel like this was a good opportunity for them to actually make a ruling to change it the other way. Like they could have said, oh, yeah. yes, it was written this way. We understand that. But we're just going to errata it now because we didn't intend yeah. this to work this way. I wish they had done that. Wait, yeah. on this particular one? So you think it shouldn't work this way? No, you think that Ren should affect it? Yes. Yes. Personally. I mean, an unrendable two-up save. You, you throw a mystic shield on this guy and he has a rerollable unrendable save. Well, yeah, you just got to put two mortal wounds on him for his first couple wounds, and then uh, after that, you're good to go, right? Yeah, that's all you got to do. That's it, you know? It, it, but it, it, it's assume it's not even the Ren problem. It's just the fact that, like, there's just... It, it's unintuitive. Way they're, it's not intuitive, and then also this, this implies as ramifications for, as Garrett said, like, two other, like, mechanics, which are kind of ambiguous, that's saying, like, they don't say if it's the role, and they just refer to the not even the characteristic, but like the name of it. So it just becomes like this kind of like, it was like kind of like the time for them to like, really like most people I think have been playing it like as if like everything's modifiable or um, from a role basis, because it just makes the most sense. And then Games Workshop was like, fuck your sense. <laughs> we're just gonna rewrite this with uh, some bullshit logic. And and then we're now the game becomes uh, slightly more complicated. Like this is going back to like the same period of time where when they changed, you can only reroll failed mechanics for a while. And they were like, it was so hated that like, they're like, fuck it, we'll just rewrite it and say reroll everything. It doesn't matter. But now you, you have, un but now you have <laughs> unintended I actually disagree. I really hated that they they solved the reroll before modifiers by just giving everybody reroll everything. Cause they're like, oh, yeah. we fixed it. But now we have the unintended consequences where you can fish for sixes. And that was clearly not intended. That was the whole reason of rerolls before modifiers and saying reroll all failed. So people couldn't fish for sixes. And so it's just like, I feel like they keep stabbing themselves in the foot by trying to ad hoc fix their own problem. Yeah. And they should just say, screw it. We'll FAQ the rule book to make it how we wanted it to be in the first place. Like yeah. Alex, you've been- Consistency is key here. 
and simplicity, consistency and simplicity. Yeah. And that this rule is just not consistent. Yours is simple. So Alex, you look like you're having a great time through this whole discussion. I've already I, I I'm already at peace with how it is and I'm not okay. worried about it's it. Okay, Alex, you're, not, like, you're not gonna face any seraphon players for like another three months. So yeah. <laughs> well well, I mean I, I saw I saw online a lot of people were doing the like capital letter lowercase letter like the who you know, it's like just do mortal wounds to them and it's like in a way it is true. Yeah, uh, right. just do more wounds then. But also like weight of attacks, like a one will an unmodified one well, a modified one technically will, will still fail, right? Yeah, until so, we get Mystic Shield on them and you fail one in 36. It's it's the fact that now Archeon is less effective at killing a Bastilodon than like a group of 30 clan rats. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> in my Nighthaunt army, this is the type of thing I would just swarm it with chain rats and be like, haha. Um, does an Archeon do like seven mystic bolts at it to kill it? No, <laughs> no. You're thinking, you're thinking of Archeon Black. <laughs> <No. laughs> you're thinking of, uh, of Beast Claw Raiders or Nagash. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, so the other thing, okay, so move, moving on from this, I feel like we've maybe, as Alex said, we have our rat piece of it. I already, my eyes already glazed yeah. over and I was just like, well, yeah, I was just thinking about it. So the, that's, that's, that's usually his face when I try to help him. <laughs> there it is, Jeremy. There's the glare. <laughs> uh, I should be doing screen captures while recording. I'm just putting like a little montage together. Yeah, for his wedding. <laughs> we should definitely put a montage for his wedding. <laughs> John, that's why. Don't you... give me ideas, Jeremy. John, that's why I, am, you... I am way too devious of a person to give yeah, ideas. Yeah, he is. You, how dare you, first of all? John, I, I, I dare. I dare. I welcome you. <laughs> John, you do the video editing. You could do screen grabs all you want. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I swear to God. Anyway, I swear to God so there was one other thing in the uh, designer's commentary that was worth mentioning, um, and it was the issue of can you use both malign sorcery and the spells and the bound and the spells? So at first, the answer is yes. Yes, you can use both of them. No, you may not use the same ones. Which is uh, good. The overlapping. Yeah. You you felt, was there a little tease when you read that? Because I know when I was reading the first one, I'm like, no, oh no, wait, wait. What's the exact bad part of this? And you get to the next one, you're like, oh, okay, wait. No, yeah, no, yeah. No. I was like, oh, now I see okay. why they had both of these. I, when I read the second one, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I understand why. It's restored. <laughs> yeah. So no double tapping Geminids, no double tapping Purple Suns. And well, I just I just built a whole list around there. double cogs on a slot, so he has like eight nine million casts. <laughs> oh yeah, could you if you had double bailwind, could you have a bailwind and then put a bailwind on, on a bailwind, bailwind and then on like yeah. and then have a cog <laughs> just put a cog right, right there and a cog. I hate that so much. I hate it so much. Think about it. It's it's amazing. Actually, I don't I like it. I actually don't think you could put a bailwind on a bailwind because uh, the bailwind has to be placed uh, wholly within or within one inch of the uh, not on top of other models, and the bailwind itself is a model. You know. Well, then you just put them next to each other, and he sits on top. Of oh wait, but the bailwind is the model itself. So when you set up the next one, and then it goes, well, this is my model, and I'm supposed to put it on the model. Like, model. Like, this is this is doable. Not anymore. <laughs> In open play, you can. Open play, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, play, you could have, you could have twelve pendulums and just go nuts. 
Yeah. I'm sure yeah. you could play with rubber bands and little balls too in open play. I'm yeah. Sure and, and B sizes don't matter. Yeah. I forged a narrative. Yeah. I took a slot. I, I, and this I was is his friends. I, I would grab a slot and I would cast four bad ones every turn. I'd be like, so I spent, <laughs> I bought a slot. And um, the rest of my points are in Veilwinds, so I cast four Veilwinds. Okay, your turn. I'm just going to cast four Veilwinds. I'm just going to tower my Veilwinds, and you'll never catch me. And then, oh, and you'd and have to dispel I'll, them I'll separately. Yeah, exactly. Two Dread Saurian on turn one. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to reality, where the game is actually trying to be balanced. Um, the the other like designer commentary, which I thought was... Um, slightly interesting was the fact that um uh, oh no we already addressed the summoning changes yeah. so never mind yeah. <laughs> i've already talked about the only one that was interesting yeah that, that's uh that's designer commentary alex we're uh we're we're good with this airplane yeah i i <laughs> it's okay buddy it's okay breathe <laughs> breathe uh I, I will say one thing though that i feel they missed uh and this is even with the playtester asking me like what they, they I felt they missed the clarification on a couple of weapon profiles mm. um, for like the spear and the sword on the scar veteran are the exact same profile. Was that intended? And the spear is two inch range and the sword is not. So it's not <laughs> sorry. I mean, correct. It's not exactly the same. One is better than the other and there is no advantage to the other one <laughs> yeah because it doesn't have there is no range difference is the problem but it probably should have a range difference and then uh the, the source knights like they have the same clubs as the basic source warriors but they don't have a rend on it but source warriors do like there's just kind of like this kind of like I, I don't know if they're like balance internal balance mechanics decided to like write inside the book or they're just typos which clearly the book had typos yeah. so um they didn't address those i think they just left it for whoever to figure out basically <sighs> seraphon maybe i'll yeah. get to see you what are you gonna what do you do about that kind of stuff it's funny i read uh fiction novels uh black library and otherwise and i find uh typos and places where in editing they obviously put a the different word than the author intended Yep. And uh, I've been listening to enough audiobooks lately where I'm finding that same thing where the the person doing the audiobook is is they just get into a mode and at some point they pronounce the letters that are in front of them instead of saying the <laughs> words. And so you get you get some odd little insertions and you know it's it's gonna happen in a battle tome too. I mean it is what it is. I'm not not trying to like stand up for GW on these things, it's just that Unfortunately, it's it's kind of what we expect at this. If, if these books were going through three, four, five, six different editions of printing, were you know mm -hmm. out there for a year and then a second release, a third release, we would expect this to be cleaned up. But this stuff is just flying out the door uh, at that a hell's pace, really. And if you look at not just Age of Sigmar, but you add 40K and Black Library and all that, GW is one hell of a publishing company. Yeah, yeah and, and to be honest, in retrospect or in comparison, um, they're doing a phenomenal job at it. Yeah. In in my mind, even though I bitch about it a lot, but we like, we just, we just so... want more. We just want better from them. Like we we just we just want better. We we complain because we want to just we want better from you. But we I I, I think uh, for me it's uh, and this is my personal take on it. I just want the 
the tr- the, I want more transparency in how rules development is designed in the company. Yeah. Mm. I want. And because I want like back in the day, they used to put author's name on the books, on the codex, at least yeah. day. And so I knew, like, if this was a Matt Ward book, I knew it was going to be bullshit. <laughs> but that's um, why they got rid of those names is because yeah. these guys were getting, you know, in the, the age of social media, these guys were getting hated upon, you know? Right, but it would you would have thought that was the incentive for the management structure to tell that guy, you're going to need to listen to your playtesters more. And if the playtesters aren't doing their job, then it becomes like, we need so no one should have the the author's name. It should have all the playtesting team's name <laughs> on it. So you can like you basically like I want this to be you know it's supposed to be a living work uh, living rule set. Well, crowdsourcing is important in a living rule set. So let's just uh, I don't want to say shame them into make, doing a better job, but let's hold them accountable to doing a terrible job. <laughs> so. Uh, that's my take on it. Alex, you look very angry. You got a frown? I, I, I know. I just... I'm I'm way more... At peace. I'm actually very zen about all of this. You don't look <laughs> like it. That's not a zen face. <laughs> Resting bitch face. What can I say? <laughs> he's, he's zen, but carries a, a heavy face. <laughs> mm, yes, yes. <laughs> or like the, the Kaizen face. <laughs> Kaizen, yeah, yeah. That's uh looking for some continual improvement. Yeah, that was a, a major keyword of, of Trader Joe's uh customer. Kaizen is also a buzzword that just happens to be Japanese and nobody should listen to it because it's terrible. <laughs> I bow to you, sir. Um because <laughs> I can't shake your hand. Uh, <laughs> Well, let's talk about something different here because I'm kind of seraphoned out from you guys. Uh, Please uh, move on. You're the host. Bastilladons are great. Anyways, there was a big Adepticon preview because, of course, no one's here at Adepticon. And uh, we have a a guest here tonight. Um, Who's the. Wait, hold on. Before we do anything else, who is this guest that we have? Who's Uh, that? It's my better half. That's Numpling. We're about to get another one. Um, oh boy, we're, we're all just doing this today. Not me, man. I, I closed the door to the room. I, I want no dog in my face. Too. Dixie is not going to jump in on this. Yes. Oh, and look at that. Very cute. Look at these doggos. Oh, you're going to put the headphones over the dog's <laughs> Woof, woof. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me communicate with your dog. Woof, woof. Woof, woof, woof. Woof, woof. Okay. Nope. So nope. truly, cabin, cabin fever has, has set in. Uh, the, this is how it starts, you guys. Um, so, of course, we had part one of So, half of the hosts are now oh, there. Jeremy's actual better half made a, a minor appearance there. Yeah, quick cameo. <laughs> um, you know, of course, uh, the Adepticon preview part one uh, came out last Saturday. And we, of course, got a lot of everything that Games Workshop has in store. They talked about the, uh, you know, the... Warhammer, well, not that much Warhammer Underworlds, but they talked about, you know, um, Warhammer Story Forge, which is their, you know, way of having more, say, animated stuff, live action eventually. You know, they, they of course, don't have a studio that's connected to them, but they are doing everything with TV and trying, they're really trying to get the brand out there. Um, we, they, have, of course, have Middle Earth, Psychic Awakening stuff, Fabulous Bill got released, 
war cry models that are gonna have this mediocre war scroll that we don't need to go over. And of course, uh, Horus Heresy stuff, all that stuff. What really matters here is Pointy Elves got all the final releases here looked at. And I know that we have- No, I'll find of course, it. I, they, what? I don't know if there's, there's more. There's probably more. No, there is Really, more. you think so? In the video, there's a, there's a, mate, there's a water oh. mate. There is the water one that's already been a part of the preview. Um, the the rumor. One of the the rumor. Oh, the engine. rumor. Yeah, she was. Yeah, a, so, someone's already connected that background image. Yeah, yeah. It been, they're not finished. They're not finished. Okay. And what's wow. this about? Maybe some some terrain in the background, some mountains. There's always that in the Bone Reaper book. There were so many like, oh look, there's a fortification of bone, like a bone fort. We're gonna get a bone fort, and we we, we never got a bone fort. You got a bone fame. <laughs> you got your yeah. giant you bone, bone uh, idol instead. I'll show you a bone idol. <laughs> you did get a bone for it. His name is Catacross. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, and, and even in the Wrath of the Everchosen, people were like, oh, look, there's new chaos terrain coming out. And it's like, no, there's the Games Workshop team or the, the whoever, maybe it's Warhammer World. I don't know. They're great with making terrain that they will never make a kid out of. Um, heavy but metal, I think. Heavy metal team. Yeah, that makes sense. But Pointy Elves, I know that we all got some pretty differing opinions of everything. You know, we, we already knew about the floaty boy. Uh, I forgot the guy's name, the, the, the caster, the caster yeah. on, on the thing. Reckless? But of course, they're, of course, um, with oh, Lumineth, yeah. they are kind of, they're split up. You know, they all take power from high-ish in the, in the war. And there's like two main aspects. There's the aspect of, of um, the mountain. And then there's the aspect of... It, I forgot. Is it the wind or is it just straight up light? Um, I think it's wind, right? It's like wind and mountain. So there's fire, moon, or sun, moon, wind, earth. So earth, wind, fire. Are wind. they literally just doing? I thought it was just two for. No, there, there's, there's so like uh, Eltheron, or I don't know how to pronounce his name actually. I think it's so Luminous are straight up earth, wind, and fire. Yes. Got it. And then and water. And water. And water. Yeah. But you you have you have the you have the earth tribe you have the earth nation you have the fire nation you have your water tribes and your air tribes don't you know and then you have avatar yeah and then you have the avatar <laughs> there he is. Uh, uh, the no but it's 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 so like uh, Eltharian has two swords and one has the rune for um, the moon slash water and then the other sword has the symbol for the sword, uh, fire slash um, son. For our listeners, Ethereon is the guy from Warhammer Fantasy, and he is now the armor. He's oh, yeah. the armor that ha doesn't have a person. The light of yeah. Ethereon is the new model, right? He's he's the he's the floating armor. So the sword of fire represents Tyrion. The sword of water represents Teclas. <laughs> Teclas, water, deepkin. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he uh, there. Uh, so. There's going to be more models. I don't think they're done. And they might be later in that. I would love to just see an actual Teclas model. Like, I, they'll probably make him like a monster looking thing instead of just. Teclas like, is model. out. You mean Tyrion? It's a guy of the Phoenix, dude. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I meant, I meant Tyrion. Tyrion? Tyrion. I truly meant Tyrion. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see what he looks like when he comes out. I'm sure they'll make him uh, like a monster looking thing. I don't think that they're going to come out with like a, a nice traditional looking high elf and a mount again. 
No, he's going to be like a big sheep guy. He's going to be like a black sheep. So we have like black fur. You could do him black sheep Mm. mode or white sheep mode, depending on. He's the the ultimate edgelord. Like he's like the born again Christian that turned into. No, no, no. uh, What's his name was the edgelord? Um, Malekith. Malekith was the edgelord. And in the end. And then he turned out to be not the edgelord. (laughs) That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. He ended up, turns out like he was right all along. And then Tyrion in end times goes like, meh. And like freaks out about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Malarion would be definitely a model they're gonna make. And uh, we've already seen uh, artwork of Malarion, yeah. so we already know what he's gonna look like when he comes out. He's gonna be a monster looking because he fused yeah. with his with his dragon, dragon named uh, what was his dragon name? His name dragon's name was named Seraphon, I think. Um, we can was check it? that. It was yeah, it's it's real. it sounds like Seraphon, but it's it's not Seraphon it's, like the lizard. It has R I O N at the end, I think. If I remember correct, it's Serion, Seferion, something. Seferion, that sounds Seferion, right. Yeah. It is. It has been a long time since I read the uh, the uh, Malith Darkblade novels. <laughs> it's almost it's almost like we don't have tools to look that up in real time. We don't. We don't. We don't. I'm, we don't. I'm living in complete total social distancing. Like Can Alex could even share his screen, <laughs> and we could all be surfing the internet with him on this video. It's an amazing. I don't, thing. I don't think I want to see his browser. Yeah, best, I don't want to see what he's browsing. Oh. I mean, you might. And he's got. He's probably one of those sociopaths that has like ninety like Chrome tabs open at the same time. But like, you know, I don't want to talk. Oh, I don't know about weirdos <laughs> that have all those tabs open at the same time. That is, there's something wrong. I have twelve tabs that. open. Thank you very much. Oh, that's not too bad. Well, twelve tabs. Garrett as well. he quietly waits the confirmation that he has like ninety two open in one browser. <laughs> Sometimes I open a third tab. <laughs> yeah, me too, John. <laughs> well, let's see what what do I got right now? I actually just recently uh, reduced my tabs. I went through and cleaned through them, so I only have. I can use my history. It's like this whole list of links that if I need to reopen a page, I just boom, it's right there. <laughs> I have a coworker who has like 80 tabs on his Chrome and I give him shit every day because all you see is like a portion of the icon and you're like, how do you know what that is? He's like, I just I only is it like the person that has the whole field of icons filling their entire yeah. desk, right? It's like you have 90 icons on there. What do you, what do you, how are you going to even deal with I that? only have 25 open on my laptop and I down to four on my phone. Now, I will give him this. If he told me one of those tabs contains the secret Malarian model, then I will definitely be digging through all ninety of them. Uh, nope. Okay. So, so real quick, uh, Malachis Mount was uh, named S E R A or spelled S E R A P H O N. So Seraphon. So Seraphon. <laughs> so that that sounds familiar. Good. Too bad nobody here in this podcast suggested that that was maybe the name <laughs> of the dragon. Not at all. Only somebody was truly a fan. <laughs> And there is no fans cool. here. Only cool, oh. rational engines. And, and anyways, yeah. uh, the so our new bovine overlords. Um, uh, I I I'm gonna jump right in. I love the models. Right. I think they I love the models awesome. too. I, they look awesome. Like, <laughs> they really do. So, they look like they're gonna be hell to build. <laughs> Knock no, to no, paint. no, 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 <laughs> and no, no. fragile as all. I'm thinking bloodthirster, thra- fragile. There. Nah, I disagree with all of that. John, look at the model a little closer. Both, both uh, the the main one, like the Lord guy. Uh, that is Av Avalinor, the Stone Heart King. Yeah, and now compare him to the other one, which is Alarith, the Spirit of the Mountain. So they're both going to be. It sounds like they're both going to be unique 
characters probably i thought but, the spirit of the mountain was the generic yeah i think one. it's just that it's not a oh it, okay yeah. so then now it's likely the generic but if you look at the the um if you look at it really closely all this is a dual kit that's pretty simple it's a head swap it's a shoulder swap and oh, oh a weapon swap at the wrist and and um you can use one or you can use a different tabard those are the yeah. only real differences if you look at the armor the tabard is yeah the tabards are different design Different wrists are, you know, uh, cut off at the forearms, basically. Different head and shoulders, no big deal. Um, uh, tech, yeah, different chest piece, which brings, which goes out to the shoulders, of course, because there's different symbols in the, on each one's chest. So it's, That's it. it's similar to like the tree lord kit at that point. Yeah, at that point, I think it's going to be as complex. I, I would be surprised if it was more complex than a tree lord kit. Yeah. Um, okay, so you know, it's funny. I was actually picturing um, a body underneath the armor that you had to paint, but I just took a quick look at it again and hey, maybe not that bad probably uh some effort to actually make it look good uh with all of that i mean i don't know what the heck they did on that armor to do like, the, like do you think that fancy scroll work is actually on the armor or is that all just like crazy freehand on the model and stuff that's not freehand that's on that's on the model that's so all on the model contrast magic will will make contrast, that look great contrast magic contrast <laughs> yes, contra contrast magic will make that look great. This, this this model, like other models, like new models, they you can tell they're all basically they will excel under uh, under contrast magic. Except they're white, and you can you don't have them. to paint them white. Well, okay. Well, also there's there's white contrast. There's gray yeah. contrast. Yeah, there's... white contrast looks pretty good. There's some white contrast in action. Oh, no oh, light on him. Yeah. Not focused at all. But yeah, we that's get the, the worst. Okay, okay. Okay, wait a second. That is why we, we have, have cam. we have the whiskey cam. See, can we do that? Nope. 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 Ted failed. We'll, we'll post right. it on Twitter. Four four four. Nope. I won't do any of it. Now it's too much effort. That's it. You all miss <laughs> yeah. out. Okay. I've been mocked by my co-hosts. I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs> and drink whiskey. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I will say one thing about that model, and that's uh, I hope it's not too big. I mean, they, mm. in the uh, video, they actually showed it with the other models, and it's, I don't oh, think, do they? yeah, they had a, are we talking, we talking Storm Fiend? No. We talking Bloodthirster? Bloodthirster. Uh, it is looking, it is looking Bloodthirster. Yeah. Not only do they cite that it could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a Bloodthirster. That's um, why I keep saying it. But when you see the, if you watch the Elf, Elf for Wealth, uh, uh, like questionnaire video that they have on the preview, yeah. they have a whole army shot. And you're able to see like the infantry, which are clearly oh. in, like 32 mil bases. Yeah, that's what and, I was like, talking about. The characters. Yeah, but oh, yeah. those new tall. infantry look way cool. The Alarith Stone yeah. Guard. I like those guys. Yeah, you're hammers. not gonna see this, but yeah. In right. Oh yeah, so, hey, Garrett. Okay, yeah. you guys, did you see that? <laughs> that I at least yeah, had a yeah, chance of showing what I put in front of the camera. Yeah, I don't think, <laughs> I, um, yeah they're about. They're Garrett, about Garrett has never watched a video edit or taken a video editing class. No, and and it shows. And it shows. Yeah, no, they're they're about uh, bloodthirster uh, size, John. Um, may, maybe tree lord, tree lord size. Okay, yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Tree lord, lord would be about right. Uh, yeah. my, my, my bet is on tree lord size for sure. Yeah, yeah on yeah, uh, at yeah. uh, timestamp one minute seventeen seconds of the video, you can see the army with all the little infantry and stuff. So, yeah, but, uh, can we can we talk about the stoneheart infantry for a second? And uh, I know they look amazing. Except for their stupid hats. <laughs> their stupid hats I, are stupid. I love these like hammer wielding cleric dudes. Like I actually really like these hammer wielding cleric elves, and like everything about them is cool until you realize that their hats are as tall as they are. First of all, first of all, 
Croquet Champions 2020. <laughs> right. Yeah. Second of all, their hats are like basically uh, they have like so they're regular cone shaped elf hats, which is great. No yeah. problem with that. And then the tip, the top, the tippy top of it is the representation of their cow with the giant horn, two right. horns, and it's just like it looks. It's a halo. What would you go into battle with that? What are you planning on doing? Like, no, if you're worshiping a cow hey, god, hey, you have hey. a cow halo. Watch your cow holiness. Watch, they get like one extra attack from their horns on their head. Yes. Yeah. No, watch, two. Watch, you gotta fucking, get the horn. Fucking watch. And it like will hit on a six or a five. If I was on a four. If I was a if I was a poor like clan rat model, I would just hit the side of that horn, like from the inside of the helmet and just twist their head. You like, grab it on the back. Like, no, it spins, man. It spins. <laughs> I mean, gains momentum. Luckily for- Forms a vortex. Luckily for this model, it is a ridiculously easy conversion probably to make that look yeah. great. Like you either can just cut it off and you got the pointy I mean, helmet, what, or you can just you, take that and make that their head. Yeah. And you no, got no. Mine what are you gonna do? Put the put the horns coming out the side of their head. That's yeah. that's chaos. No, that's chaos. These guys are elves. They can't be like horns coming out the side of their heads. Yeah, so you put the horns on a riser because they're they're above everybody. So their horns are higher. They're they're kind of more horny than normal. You John, know? from a lore yeah, perspective, so from a lore perspective, every single elf soul in AOS that's not a god now came from. No, no, that's, that's, that's not. Well, okay. No, that's not true. Okay, vast majority of elf souls, elves in AOS, vast, vast majority. Like I'm not going to put a percentage to it, but well over fifty percent. No, came from cows. <laughs> they all came, came from cows. cows. Our new bull are, 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 are the souls that were distributed off of a uh, when they? No, they, all, all the dogs are king are not from Slanesh. Yeah, it's all the monsters Wanderers are not from Slanesh. It's the monsters. <laughs> I get the short on souls. Oh. They're out collecting so, souls. So, so, so it's funny that the my my colleagues who have not read the lore. Are, t are trying to correct me on lore. Yeah, the whole part of Nagash's vendetta against the elven gods is that they've been siphoning souls from Slanesh for like millennia. Oh, yeah, that is true. And that's yeah. how they and in and that's that how they... The book. It says literally they're not from Slanesh. <laughs> Only Marathi is. No, Marathi's from Slanesh, and she takes soul. All okay. All because the souls come from Slanesh doesn't mean that they're corrupted by Slanesh. First of all, she was. Actually, it does. That's why you have the Deepkin, mm -hmm. which were the least corrupted ones. Good thing we're not a lore podcast. <laughs> so uh, I like the conversions of having the, the cow heads instead of... Uh, I don't, I, Alex, could, could you maybe share the uh, one that you found from a wonderful... Oh, guy? yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. The one that you uh, shared with us earlier today. Oh, man. Um, I don't have Twitter on my desktop, so... Hold on, you shared it in... Oh, hold on, I got it. Okay. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Where's uh, share screen? Um, share screen. There you go. Let's uh, see it. There we go. We'll see how many tabs you have open. Screen. I'm already afraid. Oh, there we go. Look at that's awesome. Oh, see? look at that. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I, don't I like think that. actually gets Wait. recorded. But Wait, is that? About it. <laughs> Wait a second. What the hell am I looking at? Is that a little dude up yeah, there? Yeah, this is a uh, this is the cow head followed by a dude with hammers. This this is the perfect conversion. This is what it should be. Oh, yeah, right. That's awesome. It's really important that we give credit uh, where credit is due on this one specifically. Uh, this is from the uh, the uh, YouTuber Haywo. Um, he's got a real funny. Uh, Okay, give me back my friends there, there, Garrett. Turn this oh, stuff off. Oh, yeah. So here's another yeah, one I saw is... that... Uh, no, no, no. Stop. Stop. Ow. Stop now. No, oh my God. no. Uh, 
Get, take your take your browser. All your tabs are are making me dizzy right now. <laughs> uh, help help me. I don't know how to get rid of this uh, meeting. We're gonna. We're, 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 I think we're, gonna, we're, we're yeah. gonna fix this. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fixing it. I have, I have taken care <laughs> of it. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. I, 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 I need therapy show. now. Well, I'm glad that we only got that far because who knows if the screen sharing persisted, we would have probably seen some stuff that we just, quite frankly, didn't want to see. No. Um, did it really take over all of your screens? I mean, yeah, oh. it, it did. So, hey, we learned a new thing about Zoom yeah, today. But we were all able to see the hilarious conversion. Now, my favorite part of that was the fact that there were two little hammers yeah, right. on the top and the little elf that was being carried by the big elf. So I dig that. Um, I I really like the models. Uh, I know that you, get uh, John, you also like the models. I know Jeremy's not a big fan. I assume, Garrett, that you are not a huge fan. No, I love all the models, minus the hat. That is my only issue. I actually, I love minus the mountain. The I love the boat. So I love that these, they're moving. As they say, everything before the butt is ignored. <laughs> um, so I, I like, so I've heard a lot of complaints that people think, oh, they're hammer-wielding elves. This doesn't make sense. Oh, these guys don't really. Hold on. Okay. There were hammer guards in old Warhammer Fantasy. They were never a unit. But the old guards on certain parts of like Vol's sanctum, which the hammer of Vol is an artifact in Warhammer Fantasy, and it is an elven god's hammer. But these guards had hammers and they were wielding them in lore. They were never a tabletop unit, but there were people who were elves that had hammers in the lore. And there was also the hammer of Vol. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I will personally say that this is the first time I've seen elves with hammers that were yeah. artisan hammers in any fantasy game trope story movie anything ever but like so it's we, new and unique so hey. it's new and unique which i like yeah, i was like, I why, like do, the, why do the, people feel that we have to follow the standard lord of the ring elf trope i mean like these are super cool like they're mountain spirit worshiping elves they're gonna use fucking hammers okay like that's what they do like, deal with uh, like checkmate atheists to quote our good friend Ben <laughs> Just, just like why? Like if you're if you're gonna be working a mountain, you don't use a hammer. Yeah, you crush yeah. rocks with it. What are the elves? They would use that's not a mountain. That's like, like like that's the opposite of a mountain. It's in a ditch. <laughs> you know the best part is this is like this is this is high 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 fantasy. So like you can argue anything. You're right. Okay, that's great. Part. That's what I so love. They should, have, they should have pickaxes. I'm just saying. They could. They could. No, they should have. They should. they should have climbing picks. I think these actual picks. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Picks would be even better. Well, if if they have a if they have um an elven uh minor you faction. Know what, guys? I just realized my conversion phase. I mean, I'm gonna put them on skis. The entire army is gonna be a Finnish <laughs> elf army on skis. There you go. <laughs> That's your prerogative. Absolutely. With your, with your dark elf seraphon army. Yeah, my deck elves there for me. See, so far, I will actually say, out of all the models we've seen for this, uh, for the Lumineth models, my least favorite is actually that caster that's like meditating and floating. Oh, on. is it because he has a giant helmet of horns on it? Well, I didn't realize. <laughs> no, no, it just, it's like, it, it, to me, it's a little too busy. Because it's like he's pointing his staff and he's also meditating and he's also looking ornate and he's also on like a hovering shrine that's also on dirt and the dirt's floating on the bottom. And there's like all these different things that are coming out and it's it looks like a totem, which is cool, but like it's, it's busy. I, I think uh, 
we're gonna find out that like two of those three of those kids i don't know which mage is going to be but the the archers and the spearmen are actually going to be like uh easy to assemble kits in one of those like campaign boxes yeah oh. now who are they going to fight that's the big question yeah i mean giants um sounds of habit. <laughs> Sounds of That would be fucking hilarious. It would be like three models versus 30. It would be like... That that would... Would... They're probably actually going to fight Bone Reapers if I would pick one, but... Yeah. New hotness and all that. No, because Bone Reapers already came out in a, in, a, in a box kit. I know, but... They wouldn't double up. I don't think they would double I up. I think they will. I mean, have you seen the leak recently? Like They tend to okay. reuse box kit armies, too. We see box kit armies recombine. They, they, they can, but how many times have we seen a back-to-back story kit of the same models that wasn't like Primaris, Primaris back-to-back? But there's a Space Wolf upgrade kit and a Blood Angels upgrade kit, you know, like, outside uh, of that. Yeah, I was really more like Stormcast, but I guess they're also unique in... Yeah, there, there were different chambers of Storm, totally different models in, in the back-to-back sets. Um, there was a rumor mill that came out today, which Jeremy just mentioned. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Just... Before, before we get to that rumor mill, before we get to the rumor mill, okay? Because mm-hmm. we're still talking about the previews over here. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. one other thing that did come out as part of the, the preview announcement. And we all know that next Saturday we're going to get the, as they say, the even bigger announcements. But it's worth mentioning that the Warhammer Adventures, the audiobooks, these are the children's audiobooks, have all been put on sale for 99 cents. So if you got some kids around the house and you're looking to spend some time, or if you have a, uh, a low oh, reading level yourself, <laughs> then uh, go ahead and download those and uh, you might enjoy them. So uh, a nice opportunity to uh, share some time with your kids, story time with your kids. Yes. Or, or, or your, <laughs> your whoever might be interested around your house, you know. Yeah. You never know. You never know how, how exciting. I, I mean, you know, there's there's some good stuff. I mean, I don't know if you've looked at these, Alex, right? We've got the Realm Quest with the City of the Lifestone. Pretty exciting. And then over in the 40K, some Necron crappy-ass story. But there's also <laughs> one about the glorious Tau over there that's probably pretty awesome, too, to listen to. So. I can't I can't, I can't, can't do, like, not, like, especially for 40K Universe, like, non-grim darkness. <laughs> like, like, I just can't do it, man. I can't do it. No happy Necrons, Woo-hoo-hoo. like yeah, like it's like I, I remember reading one of their first comic books for it too. It was just like kids, like like it was, it was like Johnny Quest for like yeah, Johnny Quest. That, that's <laughs> yeah. a real good call of that. The level it's at, I would Johnny Quest right there. <laughs> I just I couldn't do it. It's too it's too happy go lucky for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can see that. In, in Warhammer, the good guy doesn't exist, so there is no good winning. Well, in Warhammer 40k, the good guy doesn't exist. Well, I mean, is there good guys in Warhammer Age, Age of Sigmar? Yeah, Order, obviously. It's arguably. Uh, it, order, order. Not good guys. Hold they on. got dark elves. Okay, okay. They have and dark the elves. Storm they have, have... like Nazis, so I don't know what you're talking about. Those are not good guys. Cities of Sigmar, if anything. Clearly, Skaven are the good guys. Like, let's be real guys. Well, <laughs> yes, you're right. There are from their perspective. From their yeah, perspective. No, from everyone's perspective, they're just trying to take everything from you and you know spread that from a certain point of view. Yeah, and I, I just I I didn't want to like derail the Warhammer uh, Adventures uh, announcement, which I think is cool that they want to yeah. broach the to wider audience. Yeah, you I engage don't think with the Warhammer, children. 
Well, let's be I honest. I mean, I don't want to engage with any children. Let's be fair. <laughs> I, I'm super done you're, with you're, children. You're, your days of children think, are over. I don't think Warhammer had a problem attracting children to this hobby. <laughs> I think three out of the four of us here started as young adults in this hobby. Fair, uh, fair. <laughs> so I don't think this is targeting kids. I think this is targeting the parents who are not into Warhammer to be okay with them being in Warhammer. <laughs> I agree completely. Well, to those yeah, okay, people. Okay, you're right. You're, we could have friendly adventure children's Johnny Quest or Blood Cauldron. <laughs> I guess I guess one is more or non non uh, shall we say hobby centric parent acceptable. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just just my hot take. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like my mom would have bought kids. me a Realm <laughs> Quest book, but you know, <laughs> like like any kid, you take any like eight to like fourteen year old kid, boy or girl, show him the hobby the game like a single game and they're they're actually honestly going to be interested in it it doesn't matter what kind of kid they are um and like it's the adventure thing i don't think penders is an additional revenue source for them as much as it i think it's it's a way for them to have a a more kid-friendly atmosphere so they're trying to make it okay because the people who are paying buying these models for these kids are not the kids it's the parents yeah this is true so. Yeah, and it, it's it's nice to have that. I know when I'm running tournaments, it's always cool. You get a lot of kids that come through the big game store. That, like you said, I, um, I I'm assuming you know it's hard for me to judge kid eight kids ages nowadays. But I'm like that ten year old age seems to be mm -hmm. like you know they're they're definitely not teenagers, so they're smaller coming through with their parents, and they're the ones that they always get excited like, what's this? And you know, as the to. Uh, I make a real effort to engage with children, engage with parents, mm -hmm. so that the parents see the child uh, being interested, and then I try to make a like a judgment call, like is this a Warhammer already parent who happens to be over here, or is this a non-Warhammer parent yeah. where I should then say some cool stuff to the parent that might allow the child to uh, explore their uh, burgeoning interest in Warhammer as well. So, so that community stuff always important, and and soon and sooner than you expect my friends we will have community again we will have tournaments again we will be out there uh the the form the format things may have changed what have you but we will most definitely be competing again sooner than later oh god i really hope so i'm so my mind here <laughs> i hear you man i mean we're all facing it we're all facing it right uh, but, you know, one last thing, and I know Alex was trying to bring it up, but then I, I wanted to talk about the, oh! uh, the Warhammer quest. But, Alex, please, please bring us back to the center of the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, all I was going to say is that, you know, we all saw the rumor mill today, and it was a blade. And uh, Oh, yeah. Did you guys see that? I think it's a new Skaven model. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. I, I'm, I'm picturing, like... Um, like what is that? The the pit and the pendulum. So I'm picturing like a big pendulum, kind of yeah, like I a mean, war machine. I mean, dude, fair job. That bit is going to be on the base dead. Don't worry about and, it. And, and, and anything's a scaven model if you try hard enough. That's yeah, yeah, and it, truly, truly. But the funny thing was, like, even Bone Reaper players and like the Bone Reaper Facebook groups and stuff were just like, "Oh, is this going to be a Legion and a Gash model? I don't know. I don't think this is a Bone Reaper model." And it has clearly like the 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 Soul Stone for uh for bone reapers that like all, they all have everywhere all over but not yeah. only that but it actually has like that dynastic rune for yeah. like the wizards of the mm. like the wizard case uh cast for 
Bone Reaper. So it's and like the actual symbol that's on that. Uh, the actual sign. symbol for it, like the sign of office, uh, sign of hierarchy, uh, symbol status thing. Um, and so it's clearly going to be a caster. I thought at first it was going to be a new caster or a named caster. I've actually changed my mind since then. I actually think that this is probably a preview for like an um, an event only or um, like a new like special version of a model that you can buy um, at like a Games Workshop's birthday or something. I think that they're just going to make a Soul Reaper model because it looks like a reaping blade or some sort of weird like scythe thing. It looks it looks like a very unique big blade. And I'm convinced that it's just going to be a new Soul Reaper model, which is a um, which no, is a no. caster for Bone Reapers. It's not a. It's not. It's probably the least. It's probably the worst War Scroll in the book, or at least the least effective War Scroll in most competitive builds. So you're really not going to see the model. But it's a 120 point caster, so it is the cheapest unit in the entire game. That's like an actual model. That's a unit. A war. You know, a unit War Scroll. So. Um, I'm thinking it's just a new sculpt of that that you have to buy in a certain way. That's just my take. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, my take is uh, that it's a uh, it's a unit for OBR that specializes in hunting wizards because uh, chaos is a lot of that, and OBR are like anti chaos. I like how uh, Rama or uh, uh, the Ever Chosen book ended with Catacross getting murked like immediately after Lady O did, and like Lady O goes back to Shyish, and then Catacross like come, his soul goes back to Shyish, and he like you see his like army of Catacross bodies, and he's just like like the most DBZ villain ending. It was like I learned his secret and his <laughs> and his and his style and his fighting form, so now I know how to beat him. And it's like okay, dude, like cool. Whatever. He's a uh, he's a uh, Goku saying Goku from DBZ. He's not the villain. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he gets I mean, stronger every time he dies. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So 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 it's it's more that. Uh, so Super it's Saiyan. Lawful evil but versus chaotic evil. But I think uh, I think those are a new unit for OBR. Um, I mean, I think they're going to be uh, witch hunters. I would love new death units only because I uh, really like. I love how Nagash and Archon got updated into the OBR book. And if they're going to release a new book, I want Nephi and Manfred to get updated because... Well, it certainly will. If it is a witch hunting unit, I, I certainly would be excited because I saw the other thing that was leaked today was the Psychic Awakening book after War of the Spiders called Pariah. And I'm an old Necron player at heart, so Pariahs and an OBR anti-witch unit. Not that hard, guys. <laughs> I've been playing Necron since 5th edition. I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't talking about Necrons. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, John looks over there smug. Uh, uh, no, it was, yeah. I just discovered there's a be... chat channel on this thing. You guys have a little chat thing. There's information I should have known. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that our agenda? Oh, yeah, no wonder I've been talking agenda. about random stuff. <laughs> well, you I know, guess that the final thing on our agenda then is to talk about apparently what facial hair we're yes. all going to do. Yes. We should have a Twitter post from Alex to ask what beard style. Well, I'll, I'll do it. I don't really care. It doesn't have to be me. No, no, no. We all have facial hair. I think we should all discuss no. what we're going to do with our facial hair. No, it just says Alex. No, I don't. It says what beard what style. Is, it's, well, that's what the topic is. is just Alex. Yeah. The, Garrett, you have... But the, I'm just following the agenda. I mean, you know, well, the agenda I'm, was I'm, set. So I'm, what, here's what I'm looking at. Okay, so I myself, uh, I actually trimmed my beard down. I took about two and a half inches off the bottom here at the beginning because I didn't want to end up being all scruffy while I'm shut in. Um, Jeremy, I see, is expressing his um, his wild man side. 
And if he keeps going, there's going to become an imbalance between which hair is in which zone. And that's never a good look. Garrett has gone so wild with his beard that, that I see it's like the parting of the Red Sea right here. And then what's what's going on like this? Have you been like just yanking your beard coming out like this? That's going out. So so three of us <laughs> are in beard failure at this moment. Whereas we look at our 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 leader, our our executive producer, our producer, I should say, Alex, and his beard is very well trimmed. It's full, it's thick, it looks nice. Yeah. I think that's a beard that from where he is now, the thing is, it's it's boring. It's, you know, it's douchebag face beard, right? So, yeah, oh, yeah. No, please. Oh, don't, don't you dare fucking tempt me, because I will do just a soul patch. Be- and so that's what I'm saying. So from here, like he could go, he could go biker mustache. He could do the like this and take the middle and the want, sides out. Reynolds. He could go mutton chops. Are you talking mutton chops, right? Well, truly what I want is actually on my hair. I have a huge poof for hair right now. Probably matted down if I took it is off. Is that what the hat is about? That's absolutely what the hat's about. Um, but I, I truly should just, I, what I want is I want like little lightning bolts or whatever on the side of my head now or like dice for LVO or something. That's what I want to do. But my my stylist is like totally down for the count until everything turns around everybody is self-styling right now i say you get i say you get the self-groomer no you got one and you just go for it because like if you mess up the first time you got a chance now for it to grow in and try again before anyone actually sees you i already wore my fiance i was like i'm gonna get if this goes any longer i'm just gonna shave my hair and just see what happens why is someone video share oh my god (laughs) this is i hate this it is much. He can rock the Burt Reynolds so well. Yeah. It's not even fun. I see it. Yeah, right? Yeah, I see it. Like he's you got the you, okay. you got the hair okay. for it. You just need okay. to get the Burt Reynolds stash. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, That'll we'll, be we'll, happening. We'll put a poll out there or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 uh, we'll have people vote. Should Alex go Burt Reynolds? Yes. Definitely yes. Um, yes, he's doing it. Are the three <laughs> Yeah, the only choice is on the ball. Great, great, great. Or best. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yes, no. It's like one of those things. It's like if you vote no, it's like, are you sure you want to vote now? It's like, okay, have, you, have, you guys seen one of those, uh, have you guys seen one of those uh, Trump appro- approval rating uh, surveys on Facebook? Yeah. They're, no. They're exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is like, so do you, like, yes or like, yes? It's like the old, uh, 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 What's it called? The uh, the late night TV host uh, who was on Comedy Central. Oh my God, I forgot his name. He did the satire of the uh, Stephen Colbert. It was like watching a Stephen Colbert like like poll basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh boy. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll see if enough people vote. If there's enough outreach, maybe I'll do it. We'll see. Uh, in the meantime, uh, definitely uh, comment and subscribe on our YouTube channel for these videos and John's YouTube channel too, because they'll be cross-posted there. John, what's your YouTube handle? It is uh, Zestuku. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, yeah, uh, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, we're going to be on the FLG roll most weeks. Uh, if you have anything that you want to see or if you have a comment, like the facial hair thing, who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll do something there. Uh, preferably, I really don't want to change it, but we'll see what happens. Uh, right there, his writing. So John's got his- You need, uh, his you need the at tag. symbol, John, the at. Zez yes, at, and that's also his Twitter handle, by the way. No, it's not, um, it's Zestuki on. Oh, right. 
Oh, okay. My bad. Oh, My so bad. YouTube is at Zestuku, which is all your other stuff. And then Twitter is at Zestuku. You know, is Zestuku available on Twitter? Uh, well, here's the thing is, is, you know, Zez being my childhood nickname. And I'm, of course, too cool. So too cool. Right. And I was doing this. I think uh, Crash Bandicoot was popular. So it was like a whole island thing in my mind when it was going on. So that's why I came up with Zez Tuku. But when Twitter came out, like I, I established a Twitter account when it first came out, I, they, they recommended that you don't use the same handle as your email. And since Zez Tuku was my email, I, I went with Zez Tuki because that was super clever. Well, it sounds like we're too cool for a standard run-of-the-mill outro. But with that being said, uh, give us a like, subscribe, and uh, we will talk to you guys all next week. Follow John. Just follow John. Just in general, follow John. Everyone have a good night. Night, everyone. Night. Winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all-the-time thing. You don't win once in a while, and you don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit.